So how's that holiday gift list going for you, finding yourself in a lot of retail traffic? That's okay. Use the bumper-to-bumper hours to keep your head in the transfer pricing game. The good folks at Cross Border Solutions are here to help with the latest stories from across the world of international tax that every M&E tax executive should be watching hot off the press. There's not much that's certain in life except death and well, you know. But with the U.S. Treasury and IRS now releasing what they're calling final regulations for the Base Erosion Anti-Abuse Tax, or BEAT as it is better known, everyone's hoping that this is, well, it. Enacted as part of the 2017 U.S. tax reform, the BEAT imposes a minimum tax on certain deductible payments made by U.S. taxpayers to related parties. There's good and bad news, so let's do what all sane people do and start with the bad. The new regulations do not include exemptions for income payments under subpart F, the global intangible low taxed income, otherwise known as everyone's least favorite buzzkill sounding acronym GUILTY, or passive foreign investment company rules or PFIC rules as they're better known. There's also no general rule allowing for netting payments, nor any exemptions for revenue sharing arrangements. Phew, (laughs) glad that's over with. Now to the good news. See, isn't that better than the other way around? The regs are generally consistent with the general approach of the IRS's initial proposal unveiling beat in 2018, and the remaining changes are mostly music to multinational ears. In short, there's no mention of blending the 5% rate between fiscal year start starting in calendar year 2018, so it looks like they may just let you skip paying that first increase 5% tax if you were worried before, but always good to be sure. (laughs) There also are a number of final regulations revolving around insulating base erosion payments made by taxpayers to a foreign-related person in non-recognized transactions. In English, that means this should make everything from transferring stock to opening up shop overseas easier and lighter on wallets back home. In speaking of making things easier, lift your champagne glasses, everyone. The latest EU effort to make country-by-country reporting public failed in a late November vote of the EU Competitiveness Council. And get this, the dissenting vote that carried at the end of the day contended the EU Competitiveness Council wasn't even the appropriate council configuration for adopting such a proposal. It actually should have been approved in the Economic and Financial Affairs Council, or ECOFIN, since income information disclosure measures must be based on Article 115 TFEU, not EU single market law, at least when pertaining to tax. Yeah, geez, you guys, that one's down the hall to the left. Get it right. Among the nitpicking dissenters are Cyprus, the Czech Republic, Estonia, Hungary, Ireland, Latvia, Luxembourg, Malta, Slovenia, and Sweden. The opposing minority made up of Belgium, Denmark, France, Italy, the Netherlands, Poland, and Spain pushed back, albeit to no avail, that none of this mattered since the legislation has to do with transparency, not taxation. And you might want to swallow that champagne fast because during the debates, there remained wide consensus among all countries that there should be increased transparency among multinationals to ensure a fair and equitable tax system based on growth. Yeah, down the hatch, everyone. And for the latest in countries updating their definitions of permanent establishments and releasing new guidance thereabouts, we turn to Colombia. In the new government decree 1973 issued at the end of October, a permanent establishment in Colombia is defined as a fixed place of business located in the country through which a foreign entity without residence in Colombia performs 
all or part of the group's activities. This includes branches of foreign companies, agencies, offices, factories, workshops, and any points of extraction or exploitation of natural resources such as mineral mines or oil and gas wells. In other words, if you're part of a multinational group and making money somehow, some way in Colombia, Decree 1973 is here to find somehow, some way to make you pay for it. Don't have a branch or permanent establishment in Colombia? Colombian tax law has a tier system that will foot someone with the bill. But along with these fancy new definitions and rules, the decree also establishes that MNEs must pay tax on income and even occasional earnings in Colombia, whether or not they received gains from branches or permanent establishments within the country. Say, that sounds a bit like a lot of the unilateral digital service taxes we've seen coming across Europe lately, and a lot like countries that are not really feeling the way MNEs and home countries' tax plans cling so tightly to brick-and-mortar definitions of permanent establishments to keep their taxable income low. And would you look at that? It's almost like we're seeing consistent trends between the stories we read on this program. To stay on top of those trends, don't forget to submit to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. While you're there, check out our long-form sister podcast, The Fiona Show, where we examine the future of trends, concepts, and the very minutiae of every bonkers transfer pricing regulation we feature on this show with guest experts, all for free CPE credits. For instance, did you know you can beat the beat tax? We mentioned earlier in our program, if your transactions are tied to the service cost method, tune into the Fiona Show episode 15 for that little tidbit. This podcast was edited, hosted, engineered, and written by Matthew DeMello. Until next week, everyone, try to stay on every jurisdiction's nice list. Mm-hmm.